What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to Blank Canvas. This week, we're discussing siblings' relationships, and not just sibling relationship in general. Siblings' relationships that have a huge age gap between them and the effects that it can have over the sibling relationship overall. Um, but before I get into my own personal experience, I just want to give a little background as to the different effects that it can have on the relationship. So according to Dr. Wanda Dapper, she is a professor of psychiatry at the University of Oklahoma Health Sciences Center. She discussed the, the gape, how the gaping itself can have a profound effect on the children's sibling relationship. She says, If the age gap between two children is six years or more, in many ways, it's like raising two only children. The younger child is too little to socialize with the older, and generally, they do not share a room, so they are also physically isolated. The younger child may resent not being allowed to do as much as the older, while the older child, in turn, may be very jealous at suddenly having to share the parent's attention. Age gaps, however, are not necessarily negative. She pointed out that while children ages five to seven tend to be highly jealous of a new sibling, children who are who have an age gap who are eight to ten years old tend to respond more positively to a new brother or sister because they are old enough to help in care of the new child. The older child can participate in feeding, diapering, and playing with the new baby, which can make him feel more involved and create a closeness with his new sibling. When the children are five or more years apart, the older child becomes a role model for the younger, a fact which obviously can be good or bad depending on the older sibling's character. And then she goes into, yet when the age gap is extreme, such as 15 years or more, the sibling relationship is completely authored. She says, With that many years in between two children, emotionally and psychologically, they do not have a sibling relationship. What develops is more of an extended family relationship. The older child becomes like an aunt or uncle. This is not the same camaraderie that exists between two siblings who grow up together. And this can create a challenge for parents and how they have to basically adapt and assume multiple different parenting roles. And, you know, she goes into and breaks down how parenting a toddler is obviously completely different from parenting a teenager and how sometimes it's just hard to make time to be there for both. Or maybe you do make time to be there for both, but how even as a parent, you still have to have individual dates with each child, no matter the age gap, no matter if you have a daughter or son, whatever, like you have to make time for each individual child. And honestly, an age gap can create not just a stress for the siblings themselves, but it can create a stress for the parent who's having to figure out how do I be there for each child fully in the way that they need without making any child feeling like they're lack. The whole thing is, a it's a, it's, it's just a lot. It's a big thing with a lot of moving parts that is possible to be successful, but I think it's just like parenting. It's just learning on the go, figuring out what works for you and your family and you and your siblings and um, going with that. Now, from my experience, <laughs> I had the experience of, I pretty much was raised in certain instances where I was an only child, but I've had siblings. I have a sister from my dad who's no longer in my life. So she was only in my life for a short amount of time. 
And then I have step-siblings who we are very (laughs) close in age. We're so close in age that we always joke like we are literally steer-steppers because we're all literally one year apart. And then I have a younger sibling where there's a it's over 15 year plus difference of an age gap between us. And with my step siblings, the difference was that we were very close in age. So of course we all had times where we could play or we have memories where if we did do something as a family, uh, we all had to be there. It's not like one could not not be there. None of us were old enough for it to be such a difference. It's like, I want to stay home and I want to do this and y'all can go out and do that. It was literally, I mean, we all had to be there and we all had to do it. We also had moments where maybe we played with toys and stuff together because we were so close in age. But another thing is I was sitting here thinking about my own personal experience, even with siblings that I grew up with that close in age, there was still a difference when it came to having a life outside of family, a life outside of sibling relationships. And when we had, we had all had our own set of friends, we all had our own set of friends. None of us, none of us ever desired to go with each other to hang out with each other's friends either. Like we just kind of knew what it was. It wasn't like, oh my God, mom, like my sibling won't let me go with them. It was just, we naturally understood in order any of us have the desire to want to be with each other when we hung out with other people. It it just was what it was. Like, yeah, they're my siblings. Yeah, they're my close and my age, but we're also our own individual people with our own individual friend groups and our own individual lives that exist outside of each other and our family. And my mom will sometimes reference to my younger brother um, because he doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. And we're trying to explain to him you have siblings, but you have siblings with such a large age gap. Like we're grown, you're still a child and it's not your fault that you were born at the time that you were born. And it's not your fault that you were born into the family that you were born into, you know? Um, But we have to explain to him, like, you can't do everything that your older siblings do. And I'm okay with explaining that to him because I feel like you have to explain that to most kids. Um, What I wasn't prepared for is I thought it was common knowledge that when it's such a large age gap, that it's going to have a profound effect on the way the siblings view each other. Like I just thought that was like common knowledge. So for me to have to, I feel like sometimes kind of explain myself of why I don't have the same desires to carry my little brother everywhere or when I'm hanging out with friends, my friends are adults. Like it would be like if I had literally had my own child and I was bringing my child to like an adult function and everybody's like, oh, your baby's cute, but now we can't do any of the things that we want to do because you have your child. It would be like that in the same sense. And honestly, I just, when my mom will reference something like, you just don't have those kind of siblings, it would make me feel like shit in a way because I'm like, okay, well, then I'll start internalizing. Am I doing something wrong? Am I not being a good enough sibling? Like, what else is there? Because I always feel like there's room for improvement. There's room for me to better, be a better person all the way around, a better daughter, a better sister. You know, when I become married, a better wife. If I become a mother, a better mother. There's always room for improvement and growth at any stage of life. And I feel like we all should be consistently growing. Now, 
the thing is, when she makes reference, you don't have those kind of siblings like that. Brene Brown said, we're emotional beings that sometimes think. So, of course, if it made me feel some type of way, that's off of my emotions. But I like to quiet myself, take time to think. And my first thing that came to my mind, even with me feeling some type of way, was what can I do better? How do you need me to show up for you? Because I may feel like I'm showing up enough and I may feel like I don't need you to be there for me as much as you may need me to be there for you. And there is nothing wrong with that because there are different areas in um, life where the roles will be reversed. Like they may not need my presence as much. Why I may feel like, oh, I need your presence more. I'm very okay with if they feel like they need more from me or if my brother was to desire more from me. I'm okay with that, but let's talk about what that looks like. Let's talk about reality and facts of what's happening. And if you want more special individualized attention, I'm okay with that. Let's just discuss very specific ways of how I can do better and be better because what you crave, I never craved growing up. Even when in the moments when I was an only child, I never craved that. I was very okay, very at peace with being by myself. I actually preferred it. You know how they have those children who grow up by themselves and they're like, so did you ever want a sibling? And they're like, no, I thoroughly enjoyed my life as an only child. The moments when it was just me, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I honestly can say I've always enjoyed being by myself in general but even more than having siblings, whether they were close in age or whether, because even with my sister, it was an age gap. So it was always like with my sister, it was somebody that wanted to be up my butt, had to wear everything that I wore. I just thought it was annoying. (laughs) I thought it was annoying that we had to dress the same. Um, I just, I was not fascinated by having a sibling and maybe because I was always the older sibling it just didn't hit the same to have this desire to run up behind somebody. If anything, I've always kind of like being by myself and being my own individual person. And it's like, if I hang out, yeah, okay, we hang out. But even then, I don't even want to hang out that long. Like I'm going to need my alone time at some point. And that's just the way that I've always been. So I would think like, am I am I a bad sibling for not having the desire to carry my younger sibling everywhere? Um, I just thought it was common knowledge that it would change the dynamics if you took your younger sibling to adult environments. Like you can't do anything that you want to do. You have to be cautious of what you even talk about because kids come back and repeat everything and they may not even repeat everything right. I'm okay with my younger sibling hanging out with my friends. Like I'm not trying to hog my friends, but it needs to be very specific setup environments because not just out of 10, your friend is doing this for you. It's not like they have this crazy desire to hang out with kids that is in a major age gap and difference from them either. Like we are all in different stages of our life. And I think the thing is, it's not even just With us, it's not even just like a little bit of an age difference. It is full on age gap, age difference, plus generation, generational difference. Like we were literally born in different times. Then the times that you're coming up in are not the times that I came up in. 
And even though I'm in my 20s, I'm still growing and learning, but it's not the same. Like I'm in a point in my life where I'm literally trying to figure out me, trying to figure out what kind of relationship that I would want, trying to figure out what kind of mother would I would be, do I want to be a mother if and when, like all of these things that I'm supposed to be thinking about, I'm not thinking about grade school and crayons and trucks and stuff like that anymore. So there's such a large disconnect. And this might sound really, really bad. And I guess we should say thankful (laughs) that I don't have children yet, but I know my younger brother is my brother. But even then, even if it was my own child, there's just certain stuff that I wouldn't be excited about. Like you have to create like this fake, like, oh, I'm so good. Yay. Good job. Like half of the stuff that they're going to be interested in is not interesting to you because you're not their age anymore. And I just think that's okay. I was just I didn't think that, number one, well, I never thought that I would have a sibling with such a large age gap anyways, and it's fine. I don't mind having a sibling with a large age gap. That's not the problem. I just thought that it was common knowledge that because it was such an age gap that it would have a profound effect on our sibling relationship. I I didn't think I would have to consistently explain why things are the way they are or why things may not feel the way that I guess my mom thinks that they should feel. I also think we have a big estrangement problem in our family and she is the baby of her siblings. So of course she wanted to hang out with her sisters, but her sisters wanted to do their own thing. They have a lot, they're a lot closer in age than me and my youngest brother. But I mean, besides the minimal age gap between them, it was also the natural estrangement problem that has existed for before I was even born, that that plays a role. And I have to remember that she's viewing, she's viewing the way siblings should interact with the way she wishes that she could have interacted with her siblings and the way she thinks that it should be. But I've never, honestly, in my life, I've never in my life heard of taking your older sibling around your adult friends or whatever, or even if it was like teenage, like even your teenage friends, anybody who I've known in my life who've had to do that, they were miserable. They hated it. They were like, sorry guys, we can't do whatever because we, I have my sibling and, um, or it would get to a point where I, I can't even go because I have my sibling. So, you know, like it just is what it is. It's just like common knowledge that it changes the dynamic. But I just feel like with the way it's viewed from my situation, it's like as if it should be a thing for me to want to take him into adult situations. And it's not like adult situations, like, oh my God, I'm going to go carry him to a bar or anything. But even if I'm chilling at a friend's house, that's an adult that changes the dynamic of us chilling. Because again, we can't do anything that we really want to do. We can't talk about anything. It's literally just, I literally can just stay home and just spend time with him because it's, it's going to, it's going to make a difference, which is why I feel like if you do have stuff like that, it has to be pre-planned and pre-thought out because it's literally going to be for the kid in that moment. It's not going to be because the adults in the room desire for this to be happening. It's literally just going to be 
for the kid, which is okay. It's okay to be selfless, but it's just something that has to be pre-planned in my opinion. And honestly, it's something that I've been talking to God about for a while because when I would go over a friend's house, it was like common knowledge. Whatever, even if they had multiple siblings, when you had a person come over, you had a friend come over for that sibling, they got to hang out. If for some reason your sibling interrupted, they could easily and sometimes would go to their parents like, hey, Stacy, come get your kid because they're interrupting my time with my friend. Like your younger sibling doesn't get to automatically go. Like I just thought it was common knowledge that your sibling is your sibling, but you're still a person first and you still have different things that you do outside of your siblings. You have different things that you do outside of your family. And I've never felt like the siblings had to spend time with us or if the siblings didn't spend time with us that for some reason my friends were bad siblings. I've never gotten the impression of that and their parents never ever did that. If anything, they got the other sibling, like leave them alone, let them do their own thing, you know? So that was my experience always with it. So to kind of be in a different situation where it's explained like you just don't have those kind of siblings. I don't really know siblings that were really excited to take their younger siblings around somewhere unless it was a smaller age gap and or they thoroughly enjoyed children and were looking forward to like being a mother. Because I have seen some, I've read some comments and some sisters were like, I didn't necessarily mind it because it helped me practice with being a mom. But the majority of the comments were like, if I had to take a younger sibling somewhere, I hated it. Or it literally was pre-scheduled and it was more for the sibling. It wasn't, and the younger sibling, it wasn't for the older sibling. I mean, because if the older sibling, for the older sibling, they have different interests and stuff, which is okay. It's just finding the balance and figuring out which dynamic works for you and your family. So back to me praying on it, I prayed to God about it multiple times. And I was like, God, help me be what they need me to be. Like to the point where I was like, I don't even, and this is going to sound really messed up, but it was to the point where I was like, I don't even care if I'm not, oh God, as I'm talking about this this is making me realize that I am breaking a boundary of mine by doing that. So this problem that I have to work on is, is that I have blind spots sometimes for the people that I love. The biggest blind spot being for my mom, me and my mom, we grew up together. We have gone through so many things and I'm I'm my mom's keeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. No matter the ups and downs, we may go through individually. Like I have my mom's back regardless and it it can, and it does create a blind spot for me. I will, I'm very good at holding my boundaries when it comes to other people, but when it comes to my mom, I will go against a boundary that I have set for myself. I'll go against uh, something that I, like a mindset that I have because I'm like, okay, well, it's making her feel this way or she's viewing it this way. So maybe I can change it. Maybe I can just change who I am or change something that's a core thing in me just to make her happy. Because I think the reason I break my boundary with my mom is because so many people She's been surrounded by so many different 
miserable and draining and just toxic people in her life, family of ours included. And it's like, I just don't want to add to that. I don't want to add to her pain or whatever. And I don't try to make life harder. But a friend of mine pointed out a long time ago, if you're doing something for me, and I, oh, this was a pivotal moment that clearly I still have to work on. But a friend pointed out to me a long time ago, if you're doing this for me and it's something that you're not ready to do, it's not really helping me because now you've fixed the problem to make the other parties happy but you are still miserable and you are not happy or you're going against yourself in a way that's not healthy. And I tried to always keep that with me and I have kept that with me. And like I said, it's easy for me to keep my boundaries when it comes to other people. It like, it's just, it's like a solid no. It's a period, not a question mark. It's a period, not a question mark. When it comes to my mom, there is a blind spot where I will I will negate a boundary that I have or I will negate something that I feel and I'll try to change myself just because it's my mom. And I think, oh my God, guys, I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to work on that because I have other people in my life that I'm close to and I love to death and I don't cross boundaries for them. I don't minimize myself for them. I don't, um, I don't even know if minimize is the right word. I don't. I don't know. It's not like I don't substitute parts of me or change parts of me that I necessarily don't want to change for them just because I love them. You know, if anything, I stand more firm in that and I appreciate when they love me for me. But I clearly have a blind spot for my mom. And as I'm sitting here recording, I'm just thinking about how my blind spot for my mom may play a role into why I prayed a very specific prayer to God about help me be the sibling and the daughter that they need me to be. Like daughter-wise, I mean, I feel like we're fine, but sibling-wise, I feel like she wishes that me and my younger brother were close. And the crazy thing is, is when other people see us, they're like, I've been told by multiple strangers, his teachers and everything, like they have a, you have a close relationship with him where they have a special connection. And it's like, we grew up together. Like when I would get out of high school um, and my mom would still be at work. When I got out of high school, I was doing homework and watching my younger brother. Like my younger brother has always been like my son. And, um, I don't take, I don't hold anything against him. It's not his fault. He, again, he can't pick the family he was born into. He can pick the siblings he had. He can pick the parents he had. He can't pick how involved we are with him. He can't pick um, what stages of our life that we are all in and the different curveballs that we're going to be throwing. Like he can't pick any of that. He just was born at the time he was born in the family that he was born into. So none of this is fault. I don't have any resentment towards him. And I mean, he is my brother and I do love him, but I start to question, am I not loving him right? Am I not showing, um, am I not showing the love in the right way? And I just, oh God, that's just so bad, guys. I'm literally having a revelation as I record this, that that is bad that I even 
prayed a prayer like that to sacrifice a part of myself or change who I am, God, just to please somebody else because they're viewing it through the eyes of what they think siblings should be versus what siblings, especially with an age gap, usually are and what that usually looks like. And I think it's harder to, for any of us in any situations to see it if you don't, if you're not in it. Like there's some things in life that you can tell me about. I can be like, okay, I can maybe see it or maybe not, but it's still, it doesn't hit the same as if I'm going through it or I'm really involved in the situation or it's happened to somebody that's super, super, super close. And sometimes in the best impact that it can have to have empathy with a situation or to see it really from that other person's side and eyes is to um, go through it yourself. Like it just hits different when you experience it yourself. Now, of course, you may not handle it in the same way that somebody else handle it, even if you do go through it. But it's a different level of understanding when we as human beings go through something that somebody else has experienced, whether we react differently to it or not. And this is just crazy that I'm having this revelation as we sit here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that revelation. So that's something that's clearly something that I'm really, really going to have to work at the same way I have my boundaries for other people. I can't, I can't let my blind, blind spots try, get me to try to shape myself in a way that's not true to who I am. And, um, that's not, that's not my mom's fault that I have blind spots. That's just literally me trying to make sure she experiences good people in her life because she's been surrounded by, um, so much toxicness and just estrangement and just detriment. And that's that's a burden that I put on myself by trying to make her life easier. But not only is it a burden that she never asked me to carry, it's also um it's also not helpful. It's not helpful to me. Like we create our boundaries and we are the way we are for a reason. And we view different situations the way we do for a reason. Maybe we're learning from situations that we've seen growing up, or maybe we've learned from situations that we've seen friends and stuff go through. Um, But we are the way we are for a reason, whether good or bad. It's not to say that there's never room for growth because clearly that there is, but we also have our boundaries of the way we do for a reason. Um, Wow. I just think it's really dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. So Learn from me, guys. Learn from me that even if you love them to death and you've created blind spots, whether they put them there or you've willingly picked up that burden, don't do it. Don't do it because you'll start praying prayers like, God changed me from the way you made me to make them happy. And that's a wild revelation within itself. It's just taking me back to that friend that told me that that day. If you think that you are doing something, to help me, but it's still harming you in the long run, but everybody else is happy, but you're not, it is not, ha- it is not helping me because I want you happy too. And so I really appreciate that friend for telling me that all those years ago, because that's always stuck with me and clearly something that I still need to work on. And I just, 
something that I'm literally having a revelation about right now, guys, is I just need to get back to my boundaries. And I need to, another problem that I feel like I've been having is struggling with just either rushing God's timing because of what other people are saying or trying to change who I am because of the other, or trying to change who I am and the way God created me because of the way people I love view certain situations. And I just got to know for God, that has to be like, damn, like I made you the way I made you for a reason. Like, don't give in. Don't give in. Like, just agree to disagree. Don't give in. Be who I created you to be because there's somebody else in your situation who gets exactly how you feel, why you feel the way you feel, and why you view it that way. Like, and you may be able to help somebody in the future, and I may be able to help somebody. And hopefully, there is somebody who will listen to this episode who, if you're having the same revelation as I am as I record this, I want you to know that you're not alone, and I want you to know that. You're not crazy, and I want you to know that your feelings are valid, and um, stay firm to your boundaries, guys. Stay firm, and wow, just look at the effects of what happened when we um, we lift our boundaries for people, whether we love them or not, and whether we have good intentions for lifting our boundaries or not. Look what happens when we do it. It creates other problems that you don't even see and that you don't even recognize until you sit down and really think about the massive impact that it has. And I'm just, wow, I'm I'm mind blown right now, seriously. All right, guys, so we're back. And this is a mom who has four different kids and um, they have gaps between them. And she talks about four different ways she tries to help her children who have different age gaps bond. So she has four girls, um, one in the 10th grade, 7th grade, 4th grade, and kindergarten. She says, of course, she gets the whole, wow, your children aren't like two years apart comments. She also says, she explains how one is learning to drive and taking multiple AP classes and sleeps until noon on the weekends. I have another who needs help getting, still needs help getting strapped into the booster seat and can't cast and can't count past 20. Um, I, she said, I have two kids in puberty and two kids who can't pronounce puberty. And she says, no surprise that one of the biggest parenting challenges that she has is to get the girls to meaningly connect with one another. A teenager and a kindergartner don't have a lot of shared interests and none of them are on the same playing field. But these are some of the four things that she does to try to at least help alleviate some of the distance between the siblings. And maybe these can help other parents or siblings who may be listening to see, number one, what it looks like from a parent's eyes, and number two, just maybe some of these suggestions can help. And so the first thing she says is, Number one is don't overplay the free babysitter card. And she says, after years of paying for babysitters and um, taking kids on errands, it's tempting to rely on your oldest as a live-in on-call sitter, someone to watch your younger kids anytime the urge to cruise to Target strikes your fancy. She said, don't do it. She said, does my oldest babysit her younger sisters? She said, sure, but only when I have pre-cleared it with her and it doesn't interfere with schoolwork or activities including well-deserved downtime and she says and I treat her like I would any other sitter including paying her and coming home when I said I was coming home and she said I do this 
specifically this way to maintain the sibling dynamic among my girls. She said, I want my younger girls to see their older sibling as a sibling and not a mini mom. And for my oldest to see her young sisters as siblings and not her responsibility. And I will say that that is the one thing that I appreciate um, about my mom. She was always just very um, respectful and very intentional about my time. And if she says she is going to be somewhere and be home to get my younger brother at a certain time, she does that. If she needs to go anywhere, she asks to make sure I don't have anything to do. And I really appreciate that Um, because a lot of parents don't think that way. My stepdad did not think that way. He did not appreciate time. He he just abused the built-in babysitter to the fullest. And he was just not respectful of anybody's time, plans, anything at all. Her next tip is plan family activities that appeals to all ages. Now, I've seen this on multiple different articles, how this can be a problem when there is an age gap, just because none of them clearly have the same interests. And it's easier said than done to find something where all kids can enjoy. But she basically says, just try your best. And you still may not get it 100% right, but get as close as, get as close to it as you can as possible. Another suggestion she has is find a family TV show. She says, because of course your teenager is nine to out of 10 going to love stuff like Game of Thrones and The Office and the kindergartner is going to watch Winnie the Pooh and different Disney princesses. So maybe if you can find a TV show or a movie they both will watch, it's hard, but not impossible. I have this story um, recently. Um, I tried, I, my brother was in there in my room spending time with me and I was trying to find something that was appropriate to watch on TV, but there were so much sexual in innuendos and so many different things. And I was like, I have no idea what to turn on. And at the time, SpongeBob was not on. And that's something that both of us can watch because I still love cartoons, but very specific cartoons. And SpongeBob is one that I can sit and still watch. Well, the older ones are a lot better. I really don't watch the newer ones, but I at least could have had that on in the background. For him, and it was a challenge to find something that was appropriate because over half of my shows, they're like having sex, cursing, and you know, doing adult things <laughs> in the shows. Because I mean, that's what I'm interested in at this point. And it's not to say that I don't like cartoons, but like, I, I'm not interested in even their cartoons. I think the cartoons from my generation were better than the cartoons that they get. So it's still a disconnect within itself, and it's it's hard, but. Even if you can't find something that both of y'all agree on, what I do is I just tend to give my brother the reign and whatever he tells me he wants to watch, I just put that on. And if I just have to watch something else, I'll watch it on my phone or from my laptop. Um, the next suggestion that she had is pay your kids to spend time together. I've never in my life heard of this. And I know a lot of you are listening and probably thinking like, what the hell? Um, but this is her suggestion. She said, pay your kids to spend time together. She said, yes, you read that right. I pay my kids to play together. Here's how it works in her house. If I'm working from home and really need some peace and quiet, I'll offer an older sister $5 an hour to entertain a younger sister. Board games, video games, drawing, whatever they want to do. She said, as I write this post, as I write this post, my fourth grader is earning money for a Lego set by entertaining her little sister with an elaborate art project. And judging by their chatter, they're both enjoying themselves. Do they play together when there's no cash on the line? Yes, they do. But it's nice to give them a little extra incentive from time to time to do it, especially when it helps me out. So basically, then she goes into, so how connected are 
her quartet because she again she has four daughters in different ranges she said well they're not quite the march sisters from um the little women but she says they enjoy each other's company sometimes and she says everyone needs their space especially in a large family she said but i can tell you nothing warms this tired mom's old heart more than when i catch them together snuggled on the couch watching a show together or i can hear them laughing over a shared joke and i think for any true genuine and real parent um whether there's an age gap between the siblings or not nothing warms your heart like uh hearing the children that you create at bond and laugh at something in it their sibling relationship may not look like what you expect it to look like but what it is is what God already knew that it would be, and there's always still room for it to grow and improve. And I just think um, to wrap it up, the the best thing that I can say for siblings who are in relationships with large age gaps is give grace for both ends. Give grace for a sibling want to be up your butt all the time, and then give grace for the older sibling who clearly has no interest. Um, when I mean interest, like don't have similar interests. It's not to say like, I think when older siblings say like, we don't have interests that they think, oh my God, I absolutely just don't want to be bothered with the person, the sibling themselves. It's not the person or the sibling. It's just that there's a, there's a freaking large disconnect. Like the things that we can do, nine times out of 10 of our older siblings doing it, it's more, you're just sucking it up and you're doing it for your younger sibling. It's not something that you actually want to do. And for the siblings that do have an age gap where they don't mind their sibling tagging around again, I saw the difference was that even though it was an age gap, it wasn't such a large age gap. But one of the constant problems that I saw was um, that the older sibling tends to, they're always in a parental role in some form or fashion because it is such a gap and that we have to remember as older siblings they will grow up they will be adults and they will have minds of their own which when they're in their younger years they're old enough and they have brains they already have minds of their own and they have their own thoughts so we have to respect them as individuals and we have to respect them for people and who they are, their thoughts, ideas, and the things that they believe in. And I don't think it's our job to try to change them or try to parent them out of who God already created them to be. We have to respect that they will grow up. And I think that should just be a basic thing. Like even as a parent, I want to respect my kid for being my kid. And I want to, um, respect my younger sibling for being himself and allow him to grow up and be himself. Always say parents are so shocked when their children grow up and they're like, you weren't like this as a child. And one of my sayings is the reason parents feel like they don't know their children or that their children so drastically changed in their adult years is because children, those children were only allowed to they were only allowed to be the versions that they were allowed to be. Literally like the the child and the personality and the things that that child did was literally is because what was allowed by that parent and our parents. So when they become adults, they get to be themselves freely. And I, my goal is to try to, and I mean, that's easier said than done. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff they may want to do and express that I may think like it's on age appropriate right now to do or express when I become a, if and when I become a parent but my goal is to allow my child to be fully 100% themselves so I'm not flabbergasted when they get adults and I'm like 
wow, you've changed so much. Your child hasn't changed. They've just, they're finally living out loud who they've always been, you know? Children are allowed to be what they're allowed to be in the house and that just is what it is. And that's why it always seems like such a drastic change when they get older, but this is who they've always been. You know, this is just the parts that were either quieted or not allowed to do. And um, now they're adults and they can. So that just is what it is. But I do want to say, um, be careful of how uh, loosening your boundaries can change your perspective and change your prayers that have you praying for things you don't necessarily need to pray for. And again, let's give each other grace. Grace is humans in general, but specifically because this is about siblings, let's give the younger siblings grace to discover and be themselves and learn that they can't do everything that their older siblings do and understand that they just love us and want to be around us. And that's okay. And let's give the older siblings grace to know that you've been put into a parental role, but it's still your sibling first. And, um, it's okay. Like it's okay for you to may not necessarily view your sibling relationship in the same way that a parent may feel that it should be handled or viewed the exact same way as them. Like it's all okay. We all are just a combination of our experiences that we have experienced in life and the people we've come in contact to that have shaped us in some kind of way. And we'll We'll all just grow and change as life go on. Like it's just, it's the facts of life, people. It's the facts of life. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Blank Canvas. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to listen to little old me. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for all the new people that have come. I can't remember if I shouted out Puerto Rico, but hey, Puerto Rico, I see you in Mexico. Mexico has joined the BK family. I am always so, so, so grateful and so appreciative for you guys listening to me. And I hope that each episode, like it says, we can learn to love each other a little um, harder and understand each other a little better. And hopefully all of us just feel less alone and less crazy and know that we're, we're all just trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out this thing called life and to take it easy on ourselves and to give each other some grace. So just remember Let's all work on our boundaries. Let's not let them down for anybody, not even our blind spots. And do not pick up burdens that people didn't ask you to carry. And the most important thing is just to trust God throughout the whole process. All right, guys, this is all the time that we have today on Blank Canvas. I can't wait to see what we talk about next episode. All right, guys. Bye.